Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I'm ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father over the next 30 days. In this month of September, What are you doing to step forward into the assignment that God is preparing you for? Do not let bitternesses of the past keep you tied to those things in a box where you feel like you have no options. My friends, God has put His life within you, and He has put the power to make proper decisions in your control. So let's step forward. I'm ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father in the month of September. Love you all. Take a listen, share with others, subscribe to Tent Talk, and let's get the message out, because now is the time, my friends. Hey, everybody. We're ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father. Now, as promised, I want to speak just briefly today about you coming out of the box of bitterness. Many times we don't realize that bitterness is really coming from unfulfilled expectations. We had expectations, and sometimes rightly so, of those in our life previously or maybe even presently, and those expectations went unfulfilled. So let's say, for instance, that there was abuse from a parent or uh, someone who was given authority in your life, a leader, a pastor, uh, a teacher, someone who was given a place that really was meant to bring a trusted protection for your growth, for you to be able to advance in life. Uh, They were meant to provide for you on some level in some way. And maybe this was when you were younger in life. And they took that proper place given to them, let's say as a parent, uh, that they were given a proper place. And then they took that proper place of providing for you, protecting you, uh, promoting you in life. And they took that and they twisted it and perverted it in a way that is so crooked that it then um, was misused for them to meet their need. And you were then used in a way so very improper to meet their emotional need, their status need, their sexual need. And always remember this, my friends. I want to be very careful, even in the speed in which I'm speaking, because I know how words can just hit and hit really, really strong, is that sexual abuse, sexual sin of any kind, meaning that it's being used outside of the way that God meant for it to be at a time that God never meant for it to happen, Uh, is really about control and domination. Hmm? It is meant to literally overwhelm uh, the person that's being abused, to overtake them, to overwhelm them, uh, to disorient them so that they will be um, more easily able to be controlled. Let me put it that way. 
And when we realize, sometimes later in life, we it's not until then that we can really see what was that about. And we realize that uh, these unfulfilled expectations, that I rightly had an expectation that I would be protected, uh, not uh, used, that I would be provided for, not used. See, that's that deep disregard that we have talked about before. I mean, it's really an understatement, isn't it, to even just say, I was disregarded. There was no regard for me, only for that person. And yet for years, maybe, you have, like I did, treated your abuser like they were a saint. You have a narrative about them that's not really true. You know, like in my situation, my dad was an awesome guy and a wicked guy. Hmm? He had many wonderful traits about him. He did. But, oh, those others were so dastardly, so difficult to endure. And so much of the charm, so many of the conversations, so much of what seemed like he was the easier-to-talk-to parent, things like that, uh, really were just ways of, um, you know... Just they were just ways of of touching many needs within my life for someone who understood me, things like that. So maybe you're realizing that this box of bitterness that you've been in is from someone in the past. And the cry coming from within you as you awaken and realize, wait just a minute, that relationship is not actually what I thought it was. And God then begins to build a bridge to show you that's why so many of the relationships that you engage in today or seem to fall prey to, right, are repeats of that. Because we have not been able to come out of the box of of that illusion of relationships in the past, they weren't what we made them out to be, Uh, then therefore many of the relationships we're in today are not actually what we thought they were. And so this can affect the way that we engage in personal relationships and definitely relationships with authority. And so the bitterness that results are these unfulfilled expectations. So listen to me carefully. The expectation is not the problem. Uh, God has had to, to talk with me quite a bit that it was the full and proper expectation of me as a child to be protected by my parents, and I was not. So the expectation... Uh, is not the problem. It's not that it was unreasonable of me. It was not dishonoring of me to think that my parents would protect. The issue becomes the unfulfilled part. Uh, It was never met. That did not happen. And uh, to face that there was a proper expectation from child to parent or uh, whoever it may be in your life, um, it's the fact that it went so deeply uh, unfulfilled. 
It just was never a filled expectation. So then where did we go with those expectations? Then we put them maybe upon ourselves. I will be strong. And then you failed yourself. And you didn't even meet your own expectation of yourself. And so there may be even, strangely as it may sound, there may be bitterness towards yourself, right? That how could I be so stupid, right? How, how could I keep repeating that pattern? How could I have, you know, been engaged in these things again and again and again? So you had put the expectation then upon yourself, and then you even failed to fulfill your own expectations that you had of yourself, and maybe you put those expectations also upon others. I will find a father figure. I will find a mother figure. I will find other people in my life and they'll be to me what it is that I need. And then you find, well, no, my aunt, um, as wonderful as she may be, can't be my mother to me. She has her own children, and therefore, I never feel quite as special as I want to or as protected as I want to because I took my need to other people who did the best they could. But here's where I'm going now is that it ain't enough. Okay, my friends, it's not enough. As a matter of fact, no matter who you take it to, yourself or 10 other people, it will never be enough. You cannot meet these unfulfilled expectations, my friends, by simply going to people. There comes that moment when we realize, I'm going to have to take this God-sized need to God himself. And then, oh my goodness, then you realize you got, you got angst with God. <laughs> now you want to talk about feeling really isolated and really alone and really hopeless is when you think the only one who can meet my deep need, who can meet it on every level as you're becoming aware of it, is God. And I'm not even sure that, you know, I think I've got bitterness and controversy towards God. Let me tell you, my friends, it's God that's making you aware of that. There's no one like God, the Father, God, the Son, God, Holy Spirit, who can address the controversy you have and the conflict you have. Because when they start breaking this box of bitterness that you've been in, that keeps you from being able to be in real-time engagement with them. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not able to you know, work for God or be in ministry or this. But listen, I'm talking about you as a person. I'm talking about who you actually are. Not just what you do. Who you are. It's God himself that is going to break the box of bitterness that keeps you enshrined in old things so that you can hear him, that you can engage with him. It's he who will bring your controversy with him to the surface. But my friends, be careful. I want to be careful, even in talking about these things, that we are careful that when that box starts to break and we begin to awaken to the realities of things, this is why I refer you back to my book, right? Is because I talk in there about what it was like to begin to have this level of conversation with God, the difficulty, the, the things that began to come out of me towards him. And this has happened over multiple seasons, over multiple years. Hmm? 
not just the one time and the one season where I forgave my dad, or even three years later when I began to have to face and and deal with forgiving my mom, right? We're talking about a lifelong walking out of things so that we can walk into God and what he is doing in us. So cautiously, but forthrightly, I say to you, we must, if we're going to be in real-time engagement with the Father, we must determine, do we really want to live or do we want to survive? You stay in a box of bitterness, you will survive, listen to me carefully, you will survive and decline. Because my friends, surviving is not the same as living. And what has helped you to survive in life, my friends, is probably just about to kill you in, on some level because it cannot suffice, not for those born of God who truly love him. You're, you're born of him. Therefore, you are a true lover of God by his doing within you, not by your efforts. You don't want to be in trauma bonds with God and relating to God, the ultimate authority, in the same ways that you've related with abusers in the past. And abusers can be those who neglect you or mishandle you, right, on many levels. So listen to me. You don't want to be connected with God. The the perversion of our abiding oneness with the Father are the trauma bonds of the past, where we were bonded to things, to people who did not have our best interest at heart. And yet to survive, we had to please them. We took on the mantles of their abuse. We took on what they told us. Listen to me carefully. That cannot be what we are in with God. And sometimes we don't even realize it. We don't realize how the bondings of things, whether they're soul ties or whatever they may be, we do not realize how tentacles are still, of those things are still wrapped around us. And I'm praying that this episode will, again, help you take some more steps towards truth, towards the light of God, right? Because it's He who causes us to be aware, And we have to stay with him. And we have to say to him, Father, do in me, you know, why did you bring me to this place? Right? Why are you opening up these things? Why are you sharing these things with me, Father? Why are you dealing with me in this way? Oh, Father. Right? We're having conversations with him, real-time conversations, real-time engagement. And my friends, it's he who's provoked me to, to speak like this to you. It's he who's provoking you, and it is not in an abusive way. It is not just for his interest, like in an abusive way. But it is for you and he to be rightly related, as it was always meant to be before the foundations of the world. My friends, if we're going to go forward in real-time engagement with him, we have to connect with him in a way that sometimes we didn't even know was possible. But the trauma bonds of our past, the way we were connected with authority in the past, the unfulfilled expectations that we had uh, in childhood, and that may still be literally dominating your world because of the way you interact with other people today, whether they're in authority or not. 
the whole way you interact with people. Now listen to me carefully. I want to say this carefully. I want you to hear it carefully. This isn't just about us addressing what others have done to us. If you read my book, From Trauma to Trust, The Making of a Messenger, if you read it, the thread of our independence, the thread of self-reliance that comes out of the nature that we're born with must be exposed for what it is at its core. It must be shown to us by the Father. That which truly keeps us from Him is the ways we keep trying to meet our own need. The ways that we keep relating with people Right? Like if you read the book, you'll see where I believe, well, you know, people in authority, you know, they're idiots, but they've got all the power. So, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta appease them, you know, you've gotta. See, later in life, I began to realize, whoa, I have got quite an attitude. And yet God had to show me, Nancy, this is the attitude of self. This is how it thinks. It's not just you personally. This is how it thinks. This is, this is what it does. See, he had to show me those things. And to realize, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm offended by what's come at me, but I am beginning to be a little bit offended with what's coming out of me. Wow. And so God had to begin to peel that back and conversation by conversation and the awareness levels, all of that. My friends, that did not happen in one short day, one episode, right? One conversation. We're talking about something happening between you and the Father in real time in the secret place. And yes, he could use someone like me, could use these episodes, use a book, but ultimately every bit of it has got to be about getting you to him at a deeper level. So we've got to let the box of our bitterness be broken. And I will really think about this as we go forward into these days of September, right? Because this is where we have to really take hold of the full provision of the Father. Have we really taken hold of his provision to us? Do we even know that it exists? Many Christians would say, well, I know I need to forgive those in the past. Well, wait just a minute. But do we know how to forgive? Do we understand what is really happening in that um, um, act of obedience? Do we understand the Father's point of view about that? Right, So I'm going to be thinking about these next episodes that will come up because I don't want to just stir up what's going on. We've got to be brought and stirred up to the solution. And then we have to decide if we're going to take it. Right? Are we going to take the provision of the Father so that we can be in real-time engagement with Him? So that there can be a real flow of life, a circulating life happening within us. That doesn't happen by just this one-time thing, I forgive, and then you know, no, there's a flow of life, step by step, day by day, that this abiding oneness with him, where I stay with him, I continue, I remain, I don't run off, I don't shut down, I stay. And this is how I want to close this episode with you, is as he breaks the box of bitterness, meaning he's breaking the box that's enshrined you, that's, that's, that's shut you up in all of that bitterness. He breaks that to bring awareness to you so that you can freely, freely make some decisions about how you'll move forward so that life 
can flow. So as he breaks that box of bitterness, I pray that we'll be continuing on into his solution. So maybe on the next episode, then maybe we will really look at that solution. Because forgiveness, my friends, is not just I bow my head and say some prayer. You are releasing in the spirit realm, in your own self, the catastrophic, cataclysmic power of the cross of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, it'll slay every demonic oppression over you when you take the Father's full provision of the cross of Jesus. If you're reading the book, get to those parts, my friends. Right? Look at those questions. Let him actually take you in. Right? Don't do these as some biblical Bible study that we're doing intellectually. My friends, this is your life with him. And I just happen to believe that he is fully deserving of your full attention, your full obedience, and a deliverance from self like we've never known so that we can go with him in the spirit for his purposes in the cleanest, purest, most powerful way. Don't let the counterfeit, don't let the old continue to taint the original. Let's go with him. And every unfulfilled expectation, my friends, turn as Psalm 62, 5, I believe it is, says, and put all your expectation upon him and he will fill every expectation. Don't go find just new people to try to be to you what you need. Don't don't put new layers of pressure on yourself to be something. Finally, repent of all of that, meaning have a change of mind that results in a in a change of direction and begin to go with him and turn to him even if you're still bitter, confused today, right? David did it. I think it's 1 Chronicles 14:11 or 11:14. Right? I'm spontaneously saying this, so please forgive me if the address is wrong. But David had been confused and angry and bitter with God because they were trying to bring the presence of God back and had it on a cart. And, and one of his guys touched it and it killed him. And David's like, look, I don't know about this presence of God thing. Take, take that cart, take that ark, put it over at Obadiah's house. And, um, you know, but then when the enemy came, Okay, David brought his bitter, confused, angry, offended self to God and said, Hey, look, the enemy is present. I need to know if you're going to be with me. And it says that throughout that uh, part of David's life, in those moments, it says that by his own hand, David defeated all of his enemies. And on that day, in that battle, he knew the Lord as the Lord of breaking through, the Lord of the breakthrough, because he burst forth as many waters. Right, You see, there comes a moment, my friends, whether we're bitter with God, whatever, I guarantee you, you bring it all to God, God will straighten things out. God will put every crooked thing straight, my friends, and he will do it with such love and such power, such stoutness, such cleanness, because you know that's what you've longed for. If you've been defiled, you know you long for a cleanness you can't bring to yourself and nobody else can bring it. Let God, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, let them bring to you and burst forth in you as many waters, my friends. You can't intellectually get yourself there. 
But when you turn to him and you say, Father, though I am bitter, though I do not understand, though I cannot make all the dots connect, I turn to you and I bow. Don't come to him and take him to task, my friends. Those days are over. We're not here to take God to task. We're here to say to God, I don't understand, but I want to. I can't see you clearly, but I want to. Why? Because he caused you to cry out for him. That didn't come from you naturally. Cry out to him today. Put every expectation upon him, my friends. He will gladly, gladly take it. And he will speak to you and reveal himself to you, who he is. Hmm? No human image of God. I'm telling you, he will reveal himself to you. And you will. (laughs) You will know him. And he will deal with everything that has dealt with you. Oh, my friends, get in real-time engagement with the Father. I pray that this has encouraged you today. Take that next step. Turn to him. And like David, and like every other saint, (laughs) he will burst forth as many waters. And he will defeat every enemy by your own hand, which is a part of saying by your own will, by your own decision as you turn as a free person, you are free because Christ has set you free. And God will burst forth as many waters inside of you today. And you will, you will know him as the Lord of breakthrough. And you will know him in so many, many ways that I can't fully describe and I don't want to. I want you to have him uh, yourself. I want him to have you fully in this day and hour of history. This is the kind of sons he's bringing forth. So take hold of it, my friends. I love you all. Until next time, let that box of bitterness break so that you can go on with God in breakthrough. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.